all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, my fellow Skywatchers from all corners of the globe. Welcome to Skywatchers Radio on this lovely, lovely April 29th. 2015th broadcasting live from new logic studios i am angel espino and with me as always is my sidekick on this fantastic voyage the other guy say hello to everybody the other guy hey everybody how we doing tonight is it an amazing night and did everybody get to see the meteor shower last week don't forget you do need to call in to let us know you did because we can't hear you over your own computer or whatever else you're using to listen to us. Yeah, I was gonna ask you how you, how do you expect to get an answer with a question? I don't know. Like I that? think you should give out the phone number because I still haven't memorized it. You still have not memorized a year later and you still don't know this phone number, other guy? Yeah, yeah, what can I tell you? I'm dyslexic. Uh, I read things backwards, you know, it's it's terrible. I have a friend named Bob who spells his name backwards. Thank God I know how to pronounce his name. You know, this is exactly why you're still just the other guy. I'm being the other guy by choice till I come out with my own show that will totally tear up the airwaves or the internet, which will happen in the next decade or so. Right. It'll be called uh, Other Guy Radio. Maybe. That's not bad. That's not a bad name. I got better names, but I can't say I'm on the radio just now since I don't want any of our uh, our internet trolls trying to poach it. So yeah, snuff. No, it's not a snuff <laughs> thing. No, 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 no. no, no. There, there's a name there that I wasn't going to say the whole name, but you know where I'm going with that. Never mind. Oh, is that a uh, Sesame Street yeah. reference? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 I don't do those kind of movies anymore. How many times anymore. do I have to tell you? How many times do I have to tell you? Come on, man. So funny. Uh, tonight on the show, we have Frank Joseph. Now, if you, if you don't know who he is... Tell me about he's, him. You have no idea, do you? I did not you do the not file. know who our guest is, again. Because I was traveling, <sighs> and I, you know... I was traveling, and, you know, I, I don't get all your internet messages. You know, I don't, I don't get everything that you send me. More like I choose not to, but right. I just that's don't get exactly what it is. <laughs> I, I, well, I I didn't get okay. Tell me who he is. What's the speaking of which, hold on. Where are you joining us uh, from tonight? Are you back home? Are you on the road? Are, are you I in am... Baltimore? Are, where are you? Are you in the middle of the riots? What's going on with you? Where are you at? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm. You look like an instigator in those riots. I, really? <laughs> really? You look like you're. You look like you can mix in right with the Bloods and the Crips. You know they got united for this thing. That's amazing. You know what I saw that was really amazing? Someone took out and was holding up a banner in the riots that says "Black Lives Matter," but only when they're shot by white cops. 
black on black apparently doesn't matter. And I saw two black people holding mm. up this giant sign saying that. What do you think about that? You know what? That's a, a very accurate statement in that banner. Because, you know, I'm not trying to be controversial. No, 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 no. Here, no here, here's but, the thing. Here's the thing. Black on black crime is an epidemic that's been going on in this country for many, many years, and it's completely washed off of the media. You never hear about those kind of crimes. You really never don't. hear, never hear about it. But it happens. You, more black on black crime happens than police officers with black kids or whatever. Even though that is, you know, it's going up in a, at an, an alarming rate. Oh, but I, but I also still. saw the 2014 statistics during 2014. Uh, 252 black men were killed by police, but 458 white people were killed by police, not to mention 164 Hispanics, as well as 83 Asians, and probably because they couldn't drive. Uh, yeah, what's up with that? Asian people don't, don't really seem like well, the type that would get killed by the cops. I mean, what, what was going on there? Like, well, we we don't know if they were part of the triad or doing some some smuggling. Or we, we I don't love know. from my Asian but, community. But, but I, I love my Asian community, too. I'm an anime fan, like you want to believe. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's really interesting that no one pimps out the statistics that there were more white people killed by by police. But it's true. Than, no, but it's true. Than, than black people. So, you know, I, I don't know. Guys, if you want to call in, or ladies, if you want to call in, please call in and comment and tell us what you think about that. Wow, that's a, that's a hell of a segue away from what I was about to read, which was the uh, the bio for uh, Frank Joseph, our guest tonight. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> let, let, oh, let's, man. Let's, let's, sorry. Folks, that's for our next After Hours show that we might eventually have. You can call in about that. Political Talk with Alan and Angel. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Uh, well, back to our uh, guest who's going to be on in the second hour tonight, guys. You know, we should just call it profiling. Profiling? Profiling no, with no. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not do oh, that. Oh, come on. That Funny Voices with Alan and Angel. We could do that also. Okay. Actually, I have a friend who's a voice actor that I just bumped into uh, the other day. Um, It'll be yeah. something like Phil Hendry. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I-, I loved Phil Henry when he had those really interesting people that he was doing himself. And, you know, it's like weird businesses or, uh, you know, just the wrong people at the wrong time. And people thought he was dead serious with it. Hey, by the yeah. way, hold on. Let me stop it right there. We have a caller. 337, you're on the line on Skywatchers Radio. Hey, uh, how you doing? Uh, uh, at least and foremost, at last, I'm, I get to hear the jackal. Did I say it right? That's right. I am the jackal. What's going on, buddy? I call him the jerkal, but, you know, he gets angry at that. He does call uh, me that, though. First, bi- first time ever in my life I uh, called into a network radio show. Oh, wow. Well, it's, uh, an honor to be the, it's an honor to be your first. Yeah. Wait a second. I don't believe who it is. Okay. Well, I am no what? one, none other. Uh, I mean, we have talked before online. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I know who this is. Yeah, yeah, I know who this is. Go ahead. Uh, you, you want me to say it slowly? I mean, you, you want me to you want me to say it, or you want to guess? No, no, no. You go ahead. Go ahead. Tell the audience. I'm no, no doubt and foremost well known as Septimus Prime. Uh oh, Septimus uh, Prime himself. Oh, yep. okay. I, I, uh, I'm thank, you, thank you for calling in. Um, yeah, uh, about the recent event, uh, you won't believe how outraged I am. You know, I mean. This hurts me more than, like, you know, seeing the news itself, you know? Yeah, we were actually talking about this uh, earlier. Uh, he chatted me 
you know, in private about the, the stuff in Baltimore. Uh, it really is, you know, messed up, and we're never going to get to our, our guest's uh, bio, but we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, no, but, yeah, you know, I'll give you the airways for a couple minutes. What do you want to say about what's going on in Baltimore? Because, I mean, it is crazy. Uh, but, you know, what do you I think mean, of I, I, the I, I know cops can go, like, you know, rogue individually, but there's a right. widespread, uh, widespread uh, what do you call it? Right, widespread, uh, like, you know, a riot, whatever. I don't, I don't know how to put that in words. I'm sorry. What do you mean? With I mean the, I, well, what's going on right now? It's a riot. It's right. They're rioting. So. No, no, no. I mean, like you know. Oh, police uh, officers! Uh, I'm, it's I'm, it's spread out. You know, there's always there's always going to be a few bad apples in the bundle. It happens with every single course. category. Absolutely, it happens with police officers. Everything. It happens with salespeople. It happens with firemen. Right. You don't know which firemen here's, is here's the thing. arsonist. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story, and I'll yeah, be brief about this. Sure. Um, there's a, a guy that I used to work with about two years ago. Uh-huh. Real nice guy. Really, really nice guy. When I met him, he was a really nice dude. You know, he was a very, very good salesman. I mean, this guy was a top salesman at, our st- at the store. Uh, he was a top salesman for about a year or two, so he was consistent. Okay. Uh, yeah. He got a little bit off. He got a little bit sidetracked when his wife was leaving him. And he started losing it a little bit. And he started, you know, turning to drugs, cocaine, all kinds of different drugs. And he started, like, disappearing from work. But his numbers really didn't tail off that much, so they kind of let him, you know, stay around and do what he, and do his thing. And yeah, he I kept, you know, he kept, you know, coming in every, you know, few days. And he'll sell, like, instead of, you know, before he would sell 25 cars a month, now he was selling, like, 10 or 15 cars a month. But they let him stay because he was a really strong salesman when he was there. Well, it ended up getting really bad for the guy. And... He ended up being let go from the store. Four months later, yeah. he was so broke because you know he, the cocaine habit just got him and hooked him. He ended up robbing a store with his fourteen or fifteen year old son, a jewelry store. Oh, okay. They robbed and they stole a Rolex watch. I'm not even kidding. Uh, they stole mm-hmm. a Rolex watch. This is crazy. They ran out the store. They they were able to break down the glass door to to run out of this place, and they ran out of the store, got got away with it, but they were on camera. His ex-wife okay. called the cops and turned him in. The cops the oh, next that's... day, because he, she saw him on the news, the next day they showed up at his house and there was a shootout and the guy got killed by the police. Okay. Well, uh, believe it or now, not. Here's, here's, what, here's yeah, what I'm saying. Here's where, I, where I'm going to go with this. After his death, okay, I came okay, to find I'm out. Sorry, some that's, that's some Yeah, after his death, I, here's, here's the thing. After his death... There's a lot of people that they talked about how this was police brutality. This is just it was you know a miscarriage of justice. This happened here in my neck of the woods yeah, in Miami. That's not what, what I, I knew. I, I understand. Yeah, I, I knew the guy personally. I knew him as a nice guy when I knew him. But here's the thing: they were trying to go after the cops saying it was police brutality because of the, he wasn't armed, but they shot him anyway. And oh. here's the simple fact: he tried to run over a cop with his car, and the cop shot at him. Oh my god! In self-defense. Okay. And that wasn't portrayed in the news, okay? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. found out secrets about this guy from friends of mine who had known him for 25, 30 years because he was an older guy. And they told me some things about him that wasn't very nice. Uh, stuff that he had done in his past, uh, which were, you know, you should, stuff that would make anybody say, you know, this guy belongs in hell. You know, like really bad yeah. stuff. And this guy was not a good dude. He just oh, wasn't. But the point of the matter is that sometimes... Things can be, you know, mistaken or taken out of context and mis, 
and blame could be misplaced. I'm not saying every single cop who's ever shot a young kid is a bad cop either. You can't either. You can't say that. You have to look at the circumstances no. of each one of these things that's happened in the past. Yes, it's, it's an epidemic, and it's a bad one that's happening in this country. And it we got to call stop. it lamestream media that skews the the news. The feeling exactly. skews the I'm news. Yeah. And the moral of the story is this guy was in a sea full of great people that worked at the store, and he was the one bad apple. You would never see it coming because the, the facade that he had was of a nice guy. You, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? The point is there is good and bad in everything in society, and you can't judge yeah. every everything as one big melting pot and say everything is this one thing because every individual story has a story. And every one of these shootings has a story and something that happened behind it. And we have to look at the circumstances of each one of these cases that's happened in the last few years. Look, the Trevon Martin thing was a you know a disaster here in this, in this country. I mean, what that did was it completely divided the country. And guess what? I have friends that knew Trevon Martin and completely gave a completely different story of who this kid was than what the media was portraying. And mm-hmm. again, it's the yeah. media that turns things and and warps them their way to manipulate the minds of the masses, to make them feel one yeah, way, yeah. to control what's going on. And what the media has been doing for years now, they've been, they've been, they've been instigating. Been, I mean, yeah. They've been instigating a race war. And that's something that is... Look, it's not out of left field. If you look at the times we're living in and you look at what's been happening in this country for the last 30 years and around well, yeah, the world. I mean, You've you got to get the truth from every single point of view. I mean, Correct. And to, like, you know, gather every news, like, you know, every piece of news, like what's been happening. And I'm not going to take any sides here. I mean, like, you know, whatever happened it ha- has happened. I'm not going to take any sides. There's no, no side to the truth, the truth only. Well, that's the whole thing. The the news will tell you what they want you to know to create better ratings. But when it comes out in court, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing. I mean, look, here's here's the funny thing about this thing in Baltimore. And I was watching some news uh, coverage on this earlier. Uh, There, you know, one of the things that's been going on is uh, they've been using certain terms on the news to report what the violence was that was happening. And one of the main things they were reporting on was the Bloods and the Crips uniting. And how that was, you know, a, a really a phenomenon in itself because they never have been united in the last 30 years or whatever. Uh, you know, that in itself was something crazy. And then they said, well, there's a family that is really controlling this unification, the Black Gorilla Mafia. And guess what mm-hmm. the term became in the media right after that first came out as the family that's controlling this unification? Guess what they started just referring to constantly over and over and showing writing as they're talking about this? Black Gorilla Mafia. Black Gorillas. Black Gorillas. Mm. They just kept saying that over and over again. Now, if you're looking at this as a smart individual, right, and you're you're a smart, rational thinker, doesn't that just scream racism to you? Well, that's the name uh, they yeah, gave themselves. Yeah, scenario, I mean, sorry about that. It's okay. I, I, I'm just saying that that's the name that that organization gave themselves. Yes, but the point is they they're pinpointing on this one name. Yeah, and they and they keep saying this one name. We don't even know if this name is real. Oh this no, is even a real organization. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's very, it is. They've been they've been well, linked to uh, other. They've been linked to a lot of things, but how how much of that is accurate? It's, okay. It's yeah, I mean, news. I think. I mean, you're going to gather saying? every, yeah, you can gather every like piece of evidence, like you know, you can gather, to determine the truth. Look, the the Panther uh, Party in the '70s, there was a a bombing that they were accused of, and they didn't do it, 
but they were accused of it, and it went all over the news. Guess what? People I, were arrested I can, for that. I, I can, yeah, okay. I can get guess the, the, the what you call the worst case scenario that, that possibly happened. They were probably tried and probably, probably were yeah, executed for that. And it turned out later. Oh no! Here's here's, here's no here's the crazy here's the crazy. And we're gonna have to let you go in a minute because we have to move on to the next segment. Uh, but here's the crazy thing about the the Panther Party uh, bombings. You can look this up. Uh, there is those who were convicted. A few of them did fight it and actually won their cases and were released. Uh, and all the charges were dropped. Guess who one of those names is? Uh, shoot. No, not shitty. No. No, 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 no! I, I, I never, I didn't say shoot. I, I said shoot. I, <laughs> he was I, I, saying I don't know. shoot. He gives up. Yeah, shoot. He yeah. gives up. No, and this is a name that you might not know, but when I say the last name, you're gonna be like, "Oh, that sounds familiar." A Fanny Shakur. Sound familiar? Tupac. Tupac's mother. Tupac's mother was. Tupac's mother was part of the uh, the uh, the Black Panther Party, and she was okay. pregnant with Tupac when they were accused of bombing. Uh, some buildings in New York, and they she didn't do it. There was no evidence that they had done it, and she was able to fight in court and win the mm-hmm. case. And they were and they had to release her. She was pregnant in prison when, when she was carrying Tupac. Okay, I mean I, I I've seen films that, like that, that story. Like the when they make that bio movie, which is coming out, uh, I think in a couple of years of Tupac, uh, that's going to be a, a, an amazing film because his life is just bananas. I mean, it was uh, he lived in a, in a, in a Amazing, amazing life. Uh, but, you know, you finish off with your thoughts, uh, Septimus Prime, on here on the what's going on in Baltimore. Cause I know you wanted to give, uh, you know, your, your thoughts on what's been going on a little bit more than what you've said already. So uh, give us a little bit more, and then we're going to have to move on before the uh, end of the second. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hurry up. Uh, okay. First off and foremost, yeah, I'm really uptight what's going on. I mean, I, can't, I can't, cannot hide the fact, you know, I mean, uh, I have not made any videos based on that uh, issue. I will get, I mean, if I have any more time, uh, I just got a job like, I told you on Facebook, um, uh, you know, I mean, something like this sort of has happened to me, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be a little uh, discreet and hurry up as much as I can. Um, I had a girlfriend back in 2012. I mean, I mean, it, it lasted for two months, but I was happy it happened. But then like, you know, I, I regret everything, you know, I mean, uh, I, I had someone like, you know, and when I, I was told to leave her alone, I, I did. And like, but, okay. but they went a little too far. I mean, you know, two state troopers came to my house and, like, hey, whoa, 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 what's this all about? I didn't go that far. You know? So, what Never. happened? I mean, they came to my house and said, hey, we need to talk to you. I mean, it went all peaceful. Don't worry. I mean, everything's okay. I mean, hey, you know, I have to hide it. You know, I mean, I had a job for five years at Walmart, and, you know. Well, congratulations on that. That's a, an achievement in itself. But listen, uh, we've all had our run-ins with the cops, and, with you know, and look, I've known police officers in my uh, youth, actually, I grew up uh, with a couple of police officers uh, near my house, uh, who were really good friends of my father since I was really, you know, young, and um, since I, I knew a guy in school, yeah. And these huh? two guys, they were twins actually, and they uh, both became police officers for the city of Sweetwater here in Florida, and they were really just super nice guys. I mean, they were good police officers, you know. They are good cops out there, but you know, we've all had our run-ins. I've, I've been pulled over because I've been hanging out with my black friends, and all of a sudden now we look suspect. You know that's happened to me before. Also, I know the, what you know. I know what goes on. You know, in in a lot of this uh, yeah. in this stuff. Uh, but listen, uh, something is. Uh, we got to let you go, man. We got to move on to uh, the next. Segment. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, I'll, I'll continue listening. And uh, it was nice talking to you. And uh, I hope to speak to you again about something, uh, another issue, or this issue, or whatever. You know. Yes. Looking indeed, looking friend. forward to it. Take care, buddy. Yeah. 
Thanks. Uh, as I know, Doc told you, I got a new job, and see you around. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I'll be. All right, gotta go. Oh, that's okay. uh, Optimus Prime. All right. Do you want to give me a short little lowdown of who we got tonight, and that way we can bring <laughs> Nancy in, and she could actually tell us uh, what's going on in the news. Yes, yes. We're gonna actually go on break in a minute here, so we oh. could uh, come back with some news. Give me thirty news. seconds. Tell me, tell me who we got listening to. Who, well, who, who, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. His name is Frank Joseph. Yeah, we're gonna go back to this finally. Okay. Frank Joseph is gonna be on, and he's been the editor in chief of the Ancient America magazine since his debut in 1993. Interesting. Oh, wow. yeah. He is the author of 20 books, which is about 18 more that I've ever read. And uh, <laughs> let me see. I and know you're, about... you're bioliterate. You can't read or write in two different languages. Exactly. Wait a second. I can read as well. I'm sorry. Uh, Did you need see. to buy a vowel to figure an answer to Check that? Check this out. And the 20 books are about prehistory. Now, that's That's interesting. interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he republished in as many uh in many foreign languages. It's been republished in many foreign languages, including uh some of the the work that he's done. It's been centered around Atlantis. Ooh, I'm gonna have some fun asking him questions about Samaria and a whole bunch of other things then. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited. The, yeah. But... The Atlantis encyclopedia actually is something he put out also opening the Ark of the Covenant and unearthing ancient America. Joseph is a frequent guest speaker on various um Eh, various talk shows like ours. I'm not gonna say the name of some of the shows here, but he's been uh, he's been on some shows, and uh, he's also been uh, in different parts of the country uh, as actually a speaker in lectures and stuff. So he's a really good guest to have on. Unfortunately, there is one slight thing. Uh oh. One slight thing. There's Which a little is? bit of a delay with the phone call, so it's gonna be a little weird. But we're gonna we're gonna manage. How how much of a delay do you think we're gonna have? And uh, about a fifteen second delay. No, it's not that bad. No, why? Where is he? <laughs> is, he's is actually he... not. He, no, he, I think he might be in Atlantis. That's, that's what I was is, is he? Is he? Is he maybe on one of the moon bases? Is he in Atlantis? Uh, I think if, he if he's in Atlantis, no, it might sound like that. Okay. It actually might. All right. All right. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, we're going to be back with him at the end of the hour, but next, first, the next segment, first next segment, first, second segment, next, next and first, first, of the first we got some news huh? with Nancy Burns. That's right. All news right. with Nancy Burns right here on Skywatchers Radio. Stick around. But first, we'll be right back. What, say Taco Bell? Do we have Taco Bell commercials? I don't know, Do we get paid for saying Taco Bell? team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology preventative maintenance and networking support hardware and custom built computers let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget call key information solutions now 954-973-3374 That's 954-973-3374 Or visit keyinformation.com 
TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Talk Stream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic, truth is truth. UFO phenomenon either we like it or not is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. Hello, I'm Bruce Pearson, documentary producer, investigator, and co-host of Unknown Origins Radio, which airs each Thursday evening from 8 till 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Please join me and my colleague Mark Johnson for two hours of thought-provoking interviews discussing some of today's most intriguing subjects with researchers, authors, and eyewitnesses on a range of topics. 
So whether you're a newcomer to the community of exploration of the unexplained or a seasoned veteran and investigator, I'm sure you will find interesting content and concepts on Unknown Origins Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And I encourage you to check out the entire lineup of unique programming here on the network. There's truly something for everyone. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to sharing our fascinating guests and their topics on Unknown Origins Radio, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. on Skywatchers Radio, right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio, that's Space Boy, with intellectual love. Shout out to the Space Boy. Now for the Shout news out. segment of the show. Go ahead, you, 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 you can say it, go ahead. No, no, not you, the other guy. Other guy. Oh, and now, whether you realize it or not, this past week's news in Ufology that might be interesting to our listeners. Nancy Burns, welcome to the show. Yeah. Guys, we've got to practice. If yeah, one day we're going to get this yeah. right. I, I <laughs> Brought to you by Nancy Burns. Getting the other guy on board on anything that is actually coherent is really tough, though, Nancy, i got to tell you. Well, I'm you've sorry, got I, excuse I to the news. A, I, 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 I got to buy a vowel. I'm sorry. I'm just... Yeah, it's just that bad. I'm sorry. Well, speaking of the news, before we move on to the news, and, and there is okay. news. There is I news, have, yes, yes, I have yes. to ask you a question. You just spun right past it in your first segment, and Uh-oh. I have to follow up. You said you know people who knew uh-huh. Trayvon Martin. Yes, indeed. And, his, and that the personality of Trayvon Martin, as portrayed in the news, is not what you've heard? The personality portrayed by the media when it became like, oh, he's a thug because he's smoking marijuana. No, 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 he's no, no. The, the choir boy stuff. I, you're, no, okay, no, no, no. He wasn't a choir. No, here's the thing. He wasn't a choir boy, but okay, he was a Okay, you're listening thug. to the wrong news. If you listen to the left-wing media, he's a choir boy. Well, Period. here's the thing, Nancy Burns. When the trial was going on, most of the media were trying to crucify this kid. And not look, the he, left he, wing. He, he was. He was. No, yeah, but here's the thing. White ring. White ring. Yeah, white uh, ring. And he talks about my diction, huh? Good job, there, buddy. Yeah, no, hey, but listen, here's listen, I'm not the fig the plucker. I'm not the fig plucker's son, but I can pluck figs till the fig plucker comes. Oh boy. That's wow. frightening. <laughs> we just lost okay. about five listeners, thanks to you. Uh, no, no, no. I, I challenge anyone here to do that little limerick. That's all. I'm not doing it. Uh, but I will say this much. <laughs> Look, uh, you know, just to close us on this Trevon Martin thing, he wasn't a saint, but he wasn't a bad kid either. He was just a kid, you know. I mean, I, kid, I mean you, I'm telling he's you. He's a kid who does kid things. 24-7 you know I mean? MSNBC, that's all you heard. They've got the Reverend Al Sharpton uh, has a whole entire show. So you're listening to the wrong media. 
It's still see, mainstream, was, but it's. I rare was watching. I was watching all the media, and yeah, there was both ends were being covered. But guess what? The majority of the media yeah. were portraying him in a negative light. Yeah, just 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 the right wing media, not the majority. Uh, I don't know. I right beg to differ. Anyway, anyway, but anyway, we have such news. Okay, Ooh, tell us, tell us. Stuff well, has been happening. Where do uh, we? Hold know. on. Where are we going to start, though? Because okay, are we going to talk about where we were going to? Are we going to talk about what's been going on the last forty-eight hours? We're going to fill Alan in on what happened okay, this week. Okay, let's go there. In relevant UFO news that that matters to people who are listening tonight, including Alan, right? Because okay. our very our very existence was threatened this week, so to speak. Yes. So this week, so to speak, yeah. Yeah. So, so the Alan, whole, the whole planet's existence was threatened. No, just the everything. UFO. Everything in the dark matter community. Yeah. Ah, okay. Ah. And so, ah, Alan, I'm going to huh? tell you in one sentence, or just a few words, what happened. Okay. Um, but you then ask the questions, so we can fill everybody else in. You're the typical listener, okay? Okay. And, and what happened was that Keith, our benevolent overlord, uh, decided oh, to quit. Oh, Keith. He quit. Right. He quit the whole thing. He said, screw this, right? Yep. Well, it wasn't and, in so many words, but well, wh- he did what say actually, I, he, he, what the words, the words that were, oh, hold, on, hold on, the words that were used were, I quit at one point. Right. Right. Well, no, no, no. The, the thing is, this happened on Monday night during our show. So after the show. Well, I think it was actually to... right before the show. We just noticed after the show. We did the show like nothing happened, and, which is pretty but, funny. Cause but how do you had, know what happened before? Happened. Uh, I think it's time stamped on the uh, post on the website. Ah. Uh-huh. Ah. Okay. Well, that's that's <laughs> important. And sometimes I don't watch the tweets um, or the anything. I I just gaze off into the distance and do what I hope is good radio, which is right. really what I want to talk about. But we'll get to that. Um, I I'm putting together, and and I have to really kind of confab privately with Angel a whole lot before I say anything. But toward the end of this little my little segment. I will see what Angel will let me talk about. But first well, Let's of all, go back to this. Let's not segue Keith, too far from this. Go exactly. Keith uh, had just had it because the Belgab group, which is a brilliant group of people. And you love are, them. I love them. I do love them. I'm sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm one of them now. I really feel – but here's why. Because I can kind of uncloak a little and, and say the truth. There's a lot of truth going on on that forum. Okay. They are supreme Art Bell fans. Okay. Right. Uh, despise George Norrie. No problem. Yes. Yes. This, you know. Uh-huh. But yes, I like him already. they, they uh-huh. had a thing uh, negative toward Keith that just kind of grew and grew and grew, and people would come which on. Which I ne- which I never understood. And I'll, from and I'll dealing with it, yeah, from I'll dealing with Keith it. over look, from dealing with Keith for over a year. Right. This baffled me. Go ahead, Nancy. Well, here and it's very simple. The very talented owner of the forum is a guy named M. He calls himself M. V. All right. His name is Michael Van Deven, I think. Van Derven. I have to get right. spelling correctly. Like, yeah, M. V. Just call him M. M. V. And he's got a great radio voice. Oh my goodness, one of the great ones again. Does fabulous uh, impressions and stuff. Now he had a show. He had the very first show it's that pretty Keith good, brought. Yeah. Yeah, so Keith saw the talent in MV, and right. Keith's been building this network like one Lego block by a one Lego block, and so right, he right. and so MV was his very first show. Called, okay. okay, it's called the Spec Sheet, and as far as I know, it's kind of techie stuff, which I love, and I can't wait for. Okay, so the long story short is, uh, MV said some crazy stuff on the show. Art 
freaked a little, um, freaked out at Keith, realized he was in a bad place, that anybody on the network could ruin his entire fortune. So they immediately had to build a bunch of firewalls between dark matter and what we say and indemnifying art from our stupidity and all this stuff. But anyway, so Keith said all this to MV and and said, you're going to have to really muzzle and MV decided, ah, I don't want to muzzle anyone. He went off and kept his show. But the people on the – and he didn't tamp down the hatred of Keith because they thought Keith just killed the show. Okay? And, okay. and so the Keith the, – the Keith, Keith himself stayed away from here, uh, Belgab. But meanwhile, Art Bell himself posts on Belgab regularly and so does George Norrie. So it's a pretty important place if you're in this part of the radio world. Okay? Right. And so – when Keith quit, he talked to us, to Angel and me, uh, on Monday night. And we, we kind of talked about it a bunch. And Angel, as he often is wont to say, said, well, maybe by tomorrow it would be a little better. Maybe we should all sleep on this a bit. And, yep, yep. Keith and then, I went, and, and then I went crazy tweeting art. And I was like, please read my tweets. That's right. That's please right. Read, not tweet. I'm sorry. I was on Facebook message. And That's I was right. Like, you please got the messages through. Yeah. And, please okay, so, read my stuff. And okay. Read so. Yeah, so you you need credit for that, and I need credit. I well, no, I'm I don't know how much credit I need, but you know, I, I look. I gave my two cents, and he read it. He actually said more than a word to me back. I, it was amazing. I got actually yeah. a sentence and more. In from other words, a couple I think times it, it was great. With, you know, like we built the bridge over the River Kwai. We built the bridge. I believe so. Yeah, and All so right. then, so then MV. Okay. Meanwhile, meanwhile, oh my goodness, it's way bigger. George Norrie has been on the Belgab declaring war on art because, but not really, but really, uh, saying okay, he's okay. Hang on, hang wait, on. not really, really but, but really, not really, yeah, but kind of, sort of, sort of, of but okay. Eh. okay. Um, this is not libelous, but George. Long story, Norrie, go long. Go ahead. George Norrie, George Norrie, and this is not libelous. Is a kind of a mushy talker, a mushy thinker. Okay, everybody knows that. He kind of yes, he's, yeah, border edge. He's on his he's on his feet all the time talking. Who knows what his, his mind wanders. So he said in the Belgab Art Bell thread that I can't believe you people are worrying about my avatar because at one time when Art quit the second time he put a crown avatar on his name and said I'm the king I'm the king. So he said that again the other night I'm the king of talk late night. And then he said there's a war there's a war going to be going on. And you people are fussing about my avatar. And so all the Belgav people, of course, took it to mean a war between Art Bell and George Norrie. But it looks like George Norrie might have been thinking that one of his crazy guests on uh, Coast that night, he was being right. replaced. You know, it was one of the guests saying, you know, buy gold now because, you know, your bunker needs more gold. Right? One of those kind of people. Okay. Doomsdayers. You know? Yeah. Okay. Preppers. Anyway, so okay. so where where was this going? I have no idea. Somewhere yeah. in there, we're going to get to some news. Yeah. So okay, so George <laughs> Norrie declares. Oh, this is cool. This is so cool. So George Norrie declares. Uh, Bell. 
Okay. And Art Bell's on Art Bell's on this website or Bell Gap talking about his well, music and this We only have an, we only have so much time on the show no, we're so cool. we're cool. I'm professional. I can do this. I can do this. Okay, it's cool. Okay, bottom line know. how the happened and Yeah, let's just, just get to the point where let's just get to the main point where where Keith is, you know, on the show and it's Okay, so awesome. here's what happened. You have to hear the whole thing cuz otherwise it won't have context. Come on, Nancy. Okay, Give it to me, Nancy. So, Go ahead. Give it to us. Come on. Suddenly Belgab gets hacked. Now, Belgab is a smart site full of smart oh, web yeah. type of yep. people. Okay, Belgab gets hacked. If you went to go to Bell, if you tried to go to Belgab, if you clicked on any link, you would go to Coast, Coast to Coast AM. And so the Belgab people became crazy. And eventually they remembered that they have an IRC chat, private, like stream thing. And right. so they all gathered there, and the problem got solved. They did get hacked. Nobody knows who did it. But after George Norrie saying there's going to be war, everybody kind of you know figured it's George Norrie. Now, during the night of the site being down and it was hacked, Keith, in the middle of the night, because he's up, he's up with all this radio all the time, typed right. something innocuous on a Twitter, something like, if, if MV didn't have so much pride, he might be able to figure this thing out, something like that. Vaguely like that. And again, it was, um, it's Keith's computer nerd sense of humor that kind of always gets him in trouble. So this was one of those times. See, I think, I think the problem with, with that sense of humor is that unless you're like that type of person also, you might not get it and you might get offended by it. Because he's done like stuff like that to me and I, I get the joke. I know. You know, and I, I, know. And I just laugh because I think it's funny and it's not a, that's it's not a big deal. That's why when he came on the Bell Gab finally on the talking part. See, I've been wanting him to come on the show so badly because he's got yes. such a great voice, surprisingly great voice. Okay, so when natural he, so at this, yeah. So what happened was he 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 posted this. Some people thought snarky tweet, and then a, a person who's got it out for him on the bell gab reposted the tweet and said, "This is a douchebag thing and all this kind of stuff." Art got on and said, "Yeah, I kind of agree. Keith should apologize." Something like that. So then Keith was made to apologize, it looks like. So Keith said he, got, he actually got a, an account on Belgab, got an account, put up an avatar, and said, I apologize, and took the tweet down. Okay. And then... Which I is a classy that, move and not a needed move. Right, and I think at that move. point he was exhausted because it had been a long couple of days. I think okay. the, the, the... And the hack had gotten to people. Lots of people's websites were acting funny. You're all thinking, we're, we're becoming paranoid here. And so, <laughs> welcome uh, to ufology and the paranormal and everything we do. Right. Okay. So by Monday night, <laughs> Keith had just had We're a paranoid bunch. Well, no, here's the thing, Keith. Keith and Art have a very long-term relationship. Okay. Indeed. And so, yes. for whatever reasons that are private, Keith just said, "I get that's it. I I, I got to stop. You know, I'm getting burned out." Then he quit. So Art immediately posted that, and then the world came to an end and so forth. And I worked behind the scenes, I have to say, along with Angel and lots of other people to try to, you know, get this thing mended Rebuild up. Rebuild the bridge. Well, yeah, because our, our life, because really, you know, that's it for the network and stuff, if that's it for the network and stuff. So there would still be PSN, dash, Correct. something, right? There's a Radio. dash in there, a hyphen, right? Oh, Jesus. Right? No, no, yes, that makes is. sense, yeah. Yeah. So so when everybody was all upset about Keith and <laughs> Keith had oh and then they went crazy on the inter, on the Bell Gab. Keith had ruined everything they said. On and on and on. Keith it was all Keith's fault. And sure enough Mind uh, you, at no point did Art Bell say, I'm not coming back, that's it, it's over. 
Like he never said no, that. He, he just said, saying, okay, I'm going to have to delay a little bit until we figure this out. That's basically what he said. But he was also telling people, and some people are too stupid to get it, all the stuff that Keith does. He was saying stuff like, I'm going to have to nail it. It's basically look like four different people. Like, like re- basically, and so- Keith, look, I'll tell you what, look, I've ran a network for several several years, okay, for a few years now. And I know how hard it is to put together a network. And I do it kind of in my own way. I don't do it exactly the way Keith does it. He, he is a lot more professional than I am, I'll tell you that much, when he comes to the running of the network and oh, he's that's done the beauty. That's a the hell beauty. of a job that's the on his network. Wait, stop. That's that's the beauty part. He he went on um so so the the Gabcast has a little radio show. He went on the show. He and MV apologized. MV right on the spot said, "Put me back on Dark Matter." <laughs> so the big news is we have a whole new show coming on Spec yes. Sheet. You're going to love it. And and there was more, but anyway, I, I just saw something go by. Have it, UFO? It, it's a Twitter. it's a great it's a great show. Uh, as as long as they get their technical issues figured out, figured out, I think they're they're going to be fantastic. Cause oh they my goodness! Don't say that because they are technical people. Well, I don't know, man. They had some issue with Skype. I said I was going crazy. I was trying to call in because you know I'm a I'm a spotlight uh-huh. whore. You know, I yeah. like the spotlight. So I was like, Keith is on. He's owning the moment, man. I got to call in and just and just say, Keith, you're doing an awesome job, man. Yeah. I love you. You know, I was just going to call in and just, just give him props on the air. And I called in a bunch of times and I couldn't get through. And then as I'm listening also, they're having issues taking calls. And then I'm like, I know exactly why. Right. Well, they have, um, you know, Keith I knew, was you know, to... I'll, I'll even say it on air exactly because I don't know if they ever figured out what it was. Uh, they're having issues with their Skype. They couldn't take calls in because the person who was hosting the show – didn't initiate the the actual first call on that call. Okay. If you're not if you don't initiate the first call, you cannot take calls in and Angel, I'm them. going to learn all this this tonight. I have well, a bunch of write YouTubes that down, lined take up. that notes, take notes on that. Yeah, I have the YouTubes lined up. Okay. I have a a PC little Did you little say YouTubes? I want to send you uh to get your verification on, but here's the thing. I'm going to have a new show. I'm doing a new show. We're going to put on a show. It's going to go on the air. And I hope... Oh, it's going to be on air somewhere. I hope, you know, (laughs) well, here's the thing. I want to produce it myself, okay? And then, like all the other people in PSN, they all produce their own shows, right? And then you just suck in the stream, right? Right, something like that. It's a lot of something stuff like that. On, that's for sure. And then, and then, because maybe, maybe Keith will put it on Dark Matter, um, because it's going to be about the after show. It's a, it's a place for ladies mostly and nice people <laughs> to talk about the Art Bell show that just happened. So it's going to come on right after Art Bell, and it's going to be live. And I'm calling it Bella Haven. Oh. Bella Haven. Bella Haven. Bella Haven. Bella Haven. And guess what? There's a hyphen in there for Angel. Bella Dash Haven. Bella Dash Haven. Bella hyphen Haven. Haven. Bella Haven. It's a German. Heisenheimen. Look, we got to get to some real news, right? This, this no, is but great. See, you're going to be the see, real news is you know the real news is Keith Bella is Haven? back. No, no, that's news too. But the real news is that Keith is not leaving. He didn't quit after all. You know they mended the fences. Uh, Art Bell is still coming back in July, and yes, we still get to say our favorite. Closing comments in mm-hmm. July. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, stick around. Stay tuned. Is coming next. Right. I can't wait to say that. And, and it's be funny because to... Keith yeah. referenced that on Bogab on the show. He uh, he referenced that, you know, the hosts are looking forward to saying, exactly. saying that. And I'm exactly. like, he's talking about me, man. I know exactly. he is. Exactly. That's exactly. a shout out to me. Yeah. Yep. Right. And, and see, <laughs> that is here's, here's the beautiful part. Keith By the way, who's making to... all the noises in the background? Is that Bill? 
No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stop with the noise. He's, he's getting, <laughs> oh, I, I made him a dessert. He's having some now. Um, here, here's the oh, thing. Well, Keith thanks was for able, sharing, you know. Beautiful apples. Heels. Keith was able to lay on all the listeners or all the people listening to the, to the show his real incredible accomplishments when uh, Art Bell was at his peak. Remember, were you hearing that, Angel, when he was talking about yep. he, he, he kind of set up the server for Rush? Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny because he says he, he says he called in and he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to set up a website for you. Is that cool?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's cool. Wow. Okay, cool." And then he just like set it up and then they started well, working. Well, see, one of the beautiful things in the Bell Gap, uh, it's an amazing way to get to uh, work together with somebody. Yeah, and 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 as a result of this beautiful broadcast where Keith, you know, just kind of made his case, now all the Bell Gap people are like, "He's one of us. He's one of us." And it's like he's got like a honeymoon now. For a little bit, yeah. so and 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 that just means the and it's great. What is it called in your world? Like the force is stronger now, or something? The clans the force have, uni- is the clans have united. The clans yes. have united. Yeah. No, you said it right the first time. The force is the force stronger. is stronger. Yeah. See, the I, force is I, strong I, with this one. I tried to put some some words into people's minds because I posted on Belgab that if if MV and Keith would get together together, it'd be like a Tesla reaction because they they're smart in different ways. And when they're working together, instead of hating on each other, this is going to be an amazing network. You see, I agree because yep. everybody's right. got little, yeah. That that's everybody's got something to contribute. Yeah, but the best even, part of the whole story, even the is... other guy. I saw some beautiful glasses before mm. we came on the air from the other guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I have someone that's sandblasting some really cool. Um, Trying to sell pops. glasses now on Facebook? Right? No, 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 no. Crop circles <laughs> onto uh, beer mugs and things oh, like that. Oh, that's cool. It is. Very I'll send you photos if anybody's interested. Uh, hopefully by next week we'll have a whole bunch of photos uh, to show off on the Facebook page. By the way, uh, Wise Frog in twi- on Twitter just said, uh, Jackal, a spotlight hoe? No, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you see what you're doing there? You're, you're in a hall of mirrors. You're, um, you know, uh, an invisible voice going out into the airwaves, talking about an invisible friend on an invisible tweet. With another invisible friend making a whole lot of noise in the background there. What the hell is Bill doing? You can hear all that, can you? He's, he's making... Yeah, it's loud. Well, you know, really... it's, this is live radio, Nancy. Well, he's making tea. Nothing can stop Bill. You uh, know... what tea? Is, he, is he like breaking ice with like a sledgehammer? What's he doing back there? Yeah, well, yeah, he's making, um, yeah, he's making dessert. He, okay, yeah, I, I, no put, I sliced apples in a Pyrex baking pan, and he's got a spoon against a glass Pyrex thing going on. Oh, and he's I, just trying to get all his stuff out of it, okay. Mm-hmm, you see? Yeah, I, I could, he's definitely getting everything out of that, let me tell you. Every now he's single making last tea. Working Inch. with the microwave. I can now, we do have some news, Nancy. We did put together some news, and I think yeah, we you know, we've killed enough time. Give us some news. Let's yeah, go over I, some I news for at, once. I laugh at your naivete. I know. It's it's crazy. <laughs> I keep trying. Okay. This show fails at giving out news. We're, 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 we're going to rename ourselves from Skywatchers Radio to the Skywatchers We Fail on News. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, in order to, to scop up some news, yes, okay. Angel's... Angel did some homework, and I did some homework. However, I, I prefer to just plug in UFO on the Twitter deck and just see what comes down. And quite frankly, there's a lot going on in the UFO world if you can speak Chinese, you see. Well, or, I can't um, 
speak Chinese. Speak Sorry, to me in English. Japanese fr- I, I have a hard time with the English and Spanish language, lady. Like, really, Chinese? No, you can do that to me, too. But watching the UFO information, the, the letters UFO are in English. But then and there's, then there's a whole lot of Chinese going on. Something's going on in, in one of the curly, the curly countries with the curly, you know, the curly... The well, here, speaking of, let me, get just, let me just get to some news here, because we're, we're never going to get to any news. Uh, <laughs> and this is from openminds.tv. If you guys want to read this article, uh, it's actually pretty interesting, considering the picture <laughs> used is one of the best memes ever to hit the internet. Uh, the ancient aliens host, speaking of curlies, uh, Giorgio Tukalus. <laughs> Uh, has a story they just posted over on openminds.tv. Ancient aliens uh, host recalls his own UFO story. Uh, and they have, they have the meme, you know, the one where he looks high. And Must he's, be aliens. Hands apart. Oh. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. You know, that, I'm not that saying meme. it's aliens, but it might likely be. Now, it says, recently, Giorgio Tukalu's the guy better known for all his wild hair and alien memes, such as the one here. Uh, I'm not saying I'm an alien, but I'm an alien. Uh, participated in an <laughs> AMA Ask Me Anything session with Reddit, and he discussed the subject that the public seems uh, just to be curious about, which is aliens. And, of course, you his think? hair. And his hair. That's oh, the other part of the subject. Hair. Yeah, and how yeah does but he it's feel Georgia about you're it? talking about. Yeah, well, of course. And he says, and how does he feel about the funny alien memes. Now, Tukalos also discussed his recent UFO sighting, which, this is funny, his recent UFO sighting. Right. Not his right. old one. No, no, <clears throat> recent. Right. Tukalos is the host of the History Channel's uh, series Ancient Aliens. Oh, he's not really the host. I, I, I never saw him as the host, but okay. No. You want to no, know You want to know an interesting factoid? I know Bill you're got, gonna, got him the gig. You're going to love this. Yeah, Bill's still making stuff. Um, no, uh, Bill got him that gig, right? You know the channel that Ancient Aliens is on, History Channel, and History right. Channel. It just got bought by guess really? who? Guess who bought Disney? it? Turner. No, Vice. Sci-fi. Vice. 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 Miami, you guys Miami are, Vice. You don't even know about Vice, huh? Miami Vice. Vice? No. no, 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 no. Vice is another channel primarily found on Roku. Okay. Uh, but no, 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 no. Vice is everywhere. So Vice is, um, it really it's is Miami growing. Vice. I don't know what the money is behind it. It It is a very left-wing kind of a thing to some extent. But it's but it it, it um, specializes in hard-hitting, gritty, youth, youthful, you know, news right on the cutting edge. Like they're supposed to go out and get the real stories. They yeah, don't they in- have a segment on HBO every week or mm-hmm. something? Yes, yes, that's where. That, and I believe they're heavily funded. They're owned by HBO, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, they started out more gritty, but but HBO kind of bought them early in, and I think they're they're heavily invested in lots of money now. But Vice bought the History Channel. Well, that's amazing news. But anyway, moving on. But it uh, is because little... it, it just uh, means that it just means right. that there's nothing in the story of what Tsoukalos has to say because if he had anything to say he would have said it by now you say I understand. yeah but let me I don't know the, I'm uh, very can I jealous article? I'm can totally the, jealous can, can I finish the article yeah okay. I'm jealous I'm jealous of the meme <laughs> can, I fin- can I finish it yeah alright good Bill should have been the meme we, we could have a, a meme for you and Bill no Bill should have well, been the I'll meme I'll make that happen uh, poor Bill Bill's, Bill's meme is we should have gone hunting there yeah. you go Good. Now, check this out. This happened supposedly on August 8th, 2014. Uh, it says, uh, him, so that was just last year, along with 26 other people, 
All right, they all had night vision goggles, and there was uh, in the Joshua Tree at the uh, Contact in the Desert conference around midnight. He says where we saw stars inside of the Big Dipper. Right? Yeah, they're all lying. They're all yeah, lying. It's, which it's obviously, a, yeah. hold on, hold on. He says they saw stars inside the Big Dipper, which obviously didn't belong there. And after ten minutes of observing these two stars, they began to move, and they began to move at each other in outer space. Or into the darkness of the night sky. So essentially, removing themselves or moving away from the Big Dipper. Now, Tukaloos yeah. will be speaking at Contact in the Desert, I guess, also uh, again this year. You uh, see that? So does that sound like, does the whole thing sound promoting. like an infomercial? Of course, that's all it is. Yeah. Promoting Contact in the Desert. That's why oh. I'm not, that's why I don't want to read that. We uh, saw was... some lights by the Big Dipper. Yeah. And then they disappeared. Yeah. Anybody cat- capture that? I mean, they had all these all this fancy equipment, right? I promise to re- I promise to do real news for next week. I absolutely will do the Black Knight. I'm going to um, review. I'm going to look at the a cool. It's never going to happen. I am. I'm going to bring <laughs> whatever I can find. Now, the best part about the best part about this article. Hold on, Nancy. The best part about this article is when you continue to scroll down and you get past the uh, you know the BS. Uh, there's right. like one, two, three, four, five, six. There's like seven really funny memes. Which are Jatukulus? I hate the memes. They're I am also, so jealous oh, of the memes. Some of them are memes. good. Oh, the, he looks so stoned in that picture. Mm. <laughs> Too much Josh. All, he could, all we could say is, whoa. whoa. The best one is, I don't know, therefore aliens. Yeah, but see, that's not what he's like in real life, you see. I'm How just often have you bumped into him? A lot. Well, if you, back in the day, um, I wasn't very popular at these gatherings in Georgia wasn't very popular and we would always be stuck off on the edge talking to each other on the outer edge very much so very oh, much ha, so ha, ha, ha. that's a plug yeah. for the outer edge show yeah times have changed but i yes. promise i promise 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 next week i will have real solid news it's probably going to be about this black knight stuff i'm going to check it out also also bella haven bella haven it's going to be the place you want to go after art bell and it's and it's named in honor of Art Bell, of course, Bella, but also Long John Nebel. So we got through one story. We talked a little bit about Art Bell and Bella Haven. That's it. Yeah, that. Don't that's you love it? For the week. Don't, don't you just love it? Love the name. Hate the. the had hate so much the, news hate, hate to go name. over. And, no, love the name, but so much news to go over and got over nothing. It's not news. If it were news, actually, there is some cool news. Look, scientists recreate ghosts and strange phenomenons in a lab. That's news. Huh? Well, that's that's really some news yeah. there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Space, uh, yeah. Space experts baffled as mysterious object filmed passing the space station directly from NASA. That one that's is really news. good. That okay, one is so good. aliens or on Sirius, you know, the moon. Uh, NASA welcomes public speculation. Uh, this is news, Nancy. We have actual news to go over, and we're talking about. What are we talking about? Well, again? you've linked it all up nonetheless <laughs> on on Skywatchers. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So people have got they've got the news. No, I've not. Got... I even had a nice top ten thing or nine creepy aliens. I thing hate for those things. Do not. Alan to go over. Those things no. are great. The Roswell incidents number one. No. That's great. No, I I hate that because they keep forcing you to go. Keep going to the next slide. The next slide. No, but that's the whole point. That's that's the point. I hate that. Give me. Yeah. The well. Yeah, you you like the uh, the old school website. Well, anyway, so listen, I'm learning <laughs> right. tonight. Tonight, I'm pulling an all nighter. I'm going to learn how to stream, and I'm going to learn how to turn on Nicecast, and I'm going to learn how to do all this stuff. Okay, it can't be that hard, right? I'm going to YouTube it. 
Sounds good. Right. Now, here's the interesting question with everybody listening. How many people want to see a, a live video instead of audio? Do people want to watch that, or do people well, just want to well, listen? We'll start with the audio. The video, first of all, how, how to broadcast a live video is different than Icecast, I'm pretty sure. It's not all the right. same. Right. It shouldn't not be the that same. hard. No, you would have to do something like uh, on live stream or Ustream or something. Yeah, stream so let's or do audio first. Let's just do audio first because, you know, in, I'm, I'm going to do it the dumb, stupid, cheap way and see how far I can get. Dumb, stupid, cheap way. Just out of curiosity because if I find out that it's possible to do this, <laughs> uh, I'm going to want to tell Art Bell who then would have a dumb, cheap backup way or something because you never know. Uh, NiceCast is different than it was five years ago when I first tried to learn it. Um, it's much nicer. It ex- yeah, it accepts Skype now <laughs> readily. It didn't didn't back in. Yeah, the day. a lot of changes, a lot of upgrades yeah. now. Yes. And Skype, and as you saw, the spec sheet had a lot of trouble with Skype, but but obviously, you could help them. I could help everybody except for you to get through a new segment. I just there's no. Yeah, next week will be better. I doubt that. News for the future. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. Okay. See you soon. <laughs> Talk to you bye, later. Bye. <laughs> bye. Have a great night. Bye. Uh, we'll be back, everybody. That was the great Nancy Burns. Absolutely, that was, I think. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's so draining, isn't it? We'll be back. This is Skywatchers Radio. Stick around. That was Angel, and I'm that other guy. He is the other guy. We'll be back. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom-built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget... Truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. 
gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Remember, Future Theater can be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me and Nancy. Hi, Karumba. Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on the PSN Radio. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com In a world run by thugs and imbeciles, by robber barons in three-piece suits, where a subservient media pipes sewage into the eyes and ears of the masses 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where do you go for the truth? Is the president an alien, either Kenyan or Zeta? Did the fabulous sea monkeys ordered from comic book ads by kids in the 60s and 70s slither out of their tanks and into ears, and are they running the brains of the ruling elite today? Is David Icke right about the queen being a lizard, or is there a sea monkey brooding on his brain like a jockey atop a chunk of horse meat? Are Lemurians beneath Mount Shasta really addicted to porn and chewing tobacco, or are their spokesmen in the surface world deluded or deranged? From the answers to all these questions and more, tune in each week for another revealing and informative episode of Unraveling the Secrets, and get that sea monkey off of your brain. 4,734 UFO sightings in 2007. species reported by American and British citizens and hundreds more unreported in 2007. Suppressed information about collisions with passenger aircraft and UFOs that has been kept from the public knowledge for years and only one trusted source on information from some of the top UFO researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted, connected, accurate. The UFOstore.com. Expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to the UFOstore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and the UFOstore.com has it. Hi, this is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio on Thursdays. 
In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts in the food, air, water, and during sleep. Yet here we are with information at our fingertips, only to become a slave to the portable digital communication device. You know what you're really communicating. You're screaming to cell phone corporations, please put a chip in me. Past shows have looked at issues involving electromagnetic weapons, satellite stalking, RFID, orgone and organite, illegal fluoridated drinking water for infants, airport radiation scanners, secret societies, energy vampires, psychopathy, surveillance, sex trafficking, disaster capitalism. So tune in to In Other News, Thursdays on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and, of course, PSN Radio. Now, as we said earlier, we're going to have a guest on tonight, and there's going to be a little bit of a delay. So what we're going to do is to, to be able to handle this properly. Me and Alan are going to take turns asking questions, and we're going to give our guests enough time to answer each question in between our asking them uh, so we don't have a lot of dead air or at least to avoid it as much as possible. Uh, this is a, a great guest to have on. He's written a bunch of books on, about Atlantis, which I'm actually very interested in Atlantis. Um, yeah, not so much uh, a believer in some of the ancient alien stuff or ancient, uh, you know, some of the ancient civilization stuff. As I'm not a big follower in some of it, but I am into Atlantis, and uh, it's very cool to have him on. Frank Joseph, thanks so much for being on the show with us tonight. It's a pleasure to have you on, sir. Five, four, three, two. Well, thank one. you. It's a pleasure to be here, and I uh, hope we can we can pull this off okay tonight. <laughs> now, just let's just get started with this, Frank. Uh, Before Atlantis, that was uh, one of your first books. Was that the first book you wrote about Atlantis? By no means. That's among uh, the last ones that I've written. Okay, I've oh, been writing about that... Atlantis uh, since. Uh, and there's that delay. The <laughs> the uh, the book yeah. came out what in twenty thirteen, right? That's when this one came out. Uh, how many other books about Atlantis have you written besides this one? Uh, about two dozen. Okay, short answers. Two dozen. Uh, two dozen. Uh, wow, that's a lot of books about, about Atlantis. Now, tell the audience listening in, so we can have a little bit longer of an answer. Uh, a little bit about the books and about what got you interested in the topic of Atlantis. And, uh, and are they it. all print or air, or are they ebooks as well? I think they're all, they're print. You can get them on paperback here on the uh, Amazon. No, all my books are published books. Some of them, in addition to being published, are also released on e edition. But uh, no, they are are published. I first published my book, The Destruction of Atlantis, in 1987. And that has gone around the world since then. It's gone into about 20-some editions in Russia and China and places like that, all across Western Europe. And uh, my only claim to fame so far is that I've published more books about the lost civilization of Atlantis than anybody. This doesn't mean that they're the best books on Atlantis, but there are more of them, <laughs> whatever that's worth. But what got me interested in Atlantis, to answer your question 
was when I was back in college, back in the 1960s, and I found that my education uh, was inadequate in answering a number of important questions that I wanted uh, to, to research. And one of them was the origin of civilization. We're told that human beings were living in rather squalid, primitive conditions for tens of thousands of years. And then all of a sudden, for no particular reason, they all started building pyramids. They had written literature. They had organized religion in various parts of the world simultaneously. And I found that their explanations for this, well, there actually were none, were pretty inadequate. And it was that that launched me on a quest to find Civilization X, that I believe that there was some fatherland that was the place where civilization grew and spread outward. Okay, and okay, and what's that noise? I have no idea. It's not on my And mind. I believe okay. that the. Uh... Frank? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Oh, he was wondering uh, what that. He was wondering what that noise was as well. I think that was somebody from Atlantis. Now, when you say Generation X, uh, hold on, Civilization, say that one more time for, uh, for me, Frank. Civilization X, right? Well, I believe that the... My conclusion was, even back in school, is that there are so many comparisons between the beginning of civilization and different parts of the world right. and their commonalities, the things they shared in common that indicated that there was a source somewhere that brought its culture to different parts of the world. We know, for example, that pyramid building was in Egypt. And we Correct. know that pyramid building was in ancient Mexico. The civilizations, though, are, although fundamentally similar, are very different. This indicates that a civilization that was common to both of them sent their culture bearers to both the Nile Valley and the Valley of Mexico, and that these culture bearers did not establish colonies. What they did is that they intermixed with the native people to produce a hybrid civilization. And that explains why there are commonalities and significant differences between the Valley of Mexico and the Valley of the Nile. And looking back in ancient history... I found that the most credible explanation was provided by one of the greatest minds in all human history. That was the philosopher Plato. Mm. He is the earliest known complete source for the story of Atlantis. And a, a more impressive intellect for this story cannot be found. He was not just a philosopher. His ideas went into the foundation of Western civilization. The ethics that we now hold originated with this man. So for someone of his high academic and intellectual character to insist that the story of Atlantis was a true account uh, should give us at least pause. And based on that, I traveled around the world. I spent literally decades. I began investigating this problem in the 19, in 1980 
and I'm still with it. I'm still a student of it. I don't pretend to be an expert in anything, especially something as huge as a global civilization. No, Frank, and I should uh, let say me... Before let... I, I wrap this up... Well, let me say, Frank, real quick. Uh, do we think that Atlantis uh, might have been maybe a race of aliens that came down to Earth and uh, migrated with the Earthlings and created these hybrids? And uh, Could that be why there's no real trace of Atlantis and there's just the stories because the stories carried over from where they actually came from? Is that a possibility at all? No. Shut down. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, no, so they're not, so they're not aliens, is... so they're not aliens, so what, they're pre-human humans? No. Well, let me ask you, with Plato no, having an, having an account with Atlantis doesn't it doesn't really say anywhere how much of a traveler Plato was, right. um, how many journeys that he went on. Could it have been made out of fiction, or it doesn't talk? There are no records of him really traveling outside of his local area. So, what do you say to that? Yeah, Frank. What do you say? There to are that? two questions to that. There are two questions. There are two answers to those positions. Those are very interesting questions that you raise, and they're Thank important. You. They need to be answered. Better than my question. Scholarship now is scholarship now is of a consensus that Plato did travel to Sicily, that he did travel to Egypt. That is now fairly well accepted amongst consensus scholars. So he did travel. The second point, which is far more important than whether he traveled or not, was that we have to understand the origins of this story that he tells about Atlantis. He was a philosopher and did not just ordinary, just suddenly stop being a philosopher to become a historian. He was never a historian. He was always a philosopher. And he needed a story, an example, a historical, truthful example to illustrate the point that he was trying to make in his two dialogues known as the Timaeus and the Critias. And in these two dialogues, Plato is dealing with a single question. And that question is, why is it that high civilizations self-destruct. Plato knew that civilizations before Athens, during his time, and afterwards were all subject to cycles of birth, maturity, decline, and death. And he wants to ask the question, why is that, and how can we avoid that for our civilization? In order to address that question, he needed to have a historical example that everyone in his time understood and knew about. He needed to have an example of a civilization that began, grew, prospered, became very powerful, declined, and was destroyed utterly. And the best example of that historically is the account of Atlantis. So when he writes about Atlantis and tells us about that, he is interested primarily in using that as an example. This alone 
indicates that the story of Atlantis is true because using Atlantis would never have worked for his purposes if it had only been a fable. That alone... But Frank, but Frank, could it be that... But could it be that maybe he created the story? I mean, were there any reports of Atlantis before uh, his initial writings? Numerous reports and information about Atlantis and Atlantis-like civilizations before him. Okay. The name Atlantis comes from the Greek word etalenti. The story of Atlantis was known in ancient Egypt... It's found today in something called the Book of the Dead. And in the Book of the Dead, Atalente is mentioned as this great island beyond the Twelfth Bowl. The Twelfth Bowl was the way that the ancient Egyptians had a form of latitude on their maps. They used semicircles on their maps to indicate distances. And these semicircles were referred to as bows. The twelfth bow amongst the Egyptians was the farthest western area that they knew. It corresponded to the Straits of Gibraltar, which the Greeks referred to as the Pillars of Heracles. And Atalente, or later to the Greeks, Atlantis, was beyond the twelfth bow, according to the Egyptians. The name Atlantis means the daughter of Atlas. That means that Atlas was the central mythic figure of this kingdom. Atlas was conceived of in Greek myth as a giant, sometimes a mountain, sometimes both, holding up the sphere of the heavens, the zodiac because he was regarded as the founder of astrology and astronomy. The city, his city, was Atlantis, meaning the daughter of Atlas, because it was at the foot of this great mountain. Okay. The, the name in Greek is Atlantikos. In our language, it is Atlantis. Amongst the Greeks, it was Atalante. All right, I'm with you there so far. Atalante. Now... Here's my question uh, when it comes to a lot of this. Uh, how far back are we talking here? Are we talking about uh, 5,000 years, 10,000 years? How far back is it? You know, the Bible only says we've been around for a few thousand years, and the Bible wouldn't lie to us. <laughs> the story of Atlantis is a very long one. We, the final date, the final destruction of Atlantis, we know precisely was in early November 1198 B.C. How do the you figure that, we please? Know that with such, the reason what? why we know that date with such precision is because of something called the wall texts of Medinit Habu. Medinit Habu is the best preserved of all of the ancient Egyptian new kingdom temples. And on the walls of Medinit Habu, which means the mansion of the gods, on the walls of Medinit Habu today, if you go there, you will see the story of Atlantis described in the Egyptian records, literally carved on the walls of this great structure. 
And now, here's a question that I must throw out, which is, does this correlate at any way, shape, or form to the flood of Noah or the story of Gilgamesh or any other massive flooding uh, tidal yeah, water good tsunami? Good question, buddy. Thank you. The final destruction that I'm talking about in 1198 B.C. is not associated with Gilgamesh nor with Noah. The story of Noah was taken from by the Hebrews during their captivity in Babylon from the Babylonians. The Babylonians had their tradition of the Great Flood. They referred to him as Zeusudra, and before Zeusudra was the story of Gilgamesh, was a Sumerian story. This has nothing to do with the final destruction of Atlantis. It has so to what, deal what do with we think another that happened to global... What do we think happened there? I mean, what really do we believe happened, and where was Atlantis? Pardon me? What where was exactly the cause was? of Atlantis's sinking? Well, one moment, gentlemen. You've asked me about three different questions at once. So <laughs> yeah, let me take them one at a time. Uh, the... The question that you asked is, where was Atlantis? And what happened? Number one, Atlantis was never a continent. It was not a continent. It is not a lot. You can't lose a continent. That's pretty hard to do. Unless it so sinks. there's no lost continent, In the even if it sinks. You're not <laughs> going to lose it. But Atlantis was a large island. The North Atlantic, the bottom of the North Atlantic Ocean shows no indication whatsoever of a continent at this bottom. However, it has numerous examples of sunken islands, some of them quite large. Plato described Atlantis never as a continent. He called it, the Greek word he uses is nasos. And nasos means island in ancient Greek. And if you look beyond the Pillars of Hercules, as he said, or the Straits of Gibraltar as we know them, about 260 miles due west of the Straits of Gibraltar, you will find a ring of mountains surrounding a large sunken island. And that ring of mountains is referred to by oceanographers as the Horseshoe Seamount. And it is on this, it is at this site that the probable location for Atlantis exists and needs to be investigated. Now, and how what this depth is this great landmass uh, supposed to be at? The Horseshoe Seamount is composed of a ring of high mountains. They vary, as one might imagine, at different depths below the surface of the sea. The most interesting of these sunken mountains, known as a seamount, is less than 200 feet below the surface of the Atlantic Ocean. This seamount, referred to as the Ampere Seamount, also has rings of beach sand. And beach sand is only formed by the erosion of waves on dry land. 
the existence of beach sand so uh, under this at this sunken mountain indicates that it sank within the recent geologic past so mount ampere specifically and the horseshoe seamount generally make a very interesting target for investigators looking for atlantis it fits plato's description remarkably well and the soviets back in the 1970s found some interesting materials there that still need to be checked out Frank, now this, uh, to answer your other question yes please go ahead all right well to answer your other question we have the date now 1198 bc for the final destruction of atlantis we also have the location, the probable location now for Atlantis, which is 260 miles due west of Gibraltar at the Horseshoe Seamount. And now what is the mechanism for this destruction that supposedly, according to the Egyptians, took place in 1198 B.C.? We know, and when I say we, I'm now referring to uh, alternative researchers like myself. I'm referring specifically to a symposium of the world's leading scholars in uh, paleoclimatology, archaeology, and so forth that took place in England in 1997. And this symposium took place because the question was to be asked, how did the ancient Bronze Age end? What was responsible for the destruction, the collapse of the ancient Bronze Age? They because ran out it of collapsed, bronze. as all the scholars knew, at its height. <laughs> Pardon me? That was a good answer. Pardon me? They ran out of bronze, oh. and they had to move to just copper. And then after the that, they had, yeah, then they had to move on to silver and gold. The gold age. We're no, no, you got now. that all wrong. <laughs> all mixed up. Bronze does not come before copper. Copper comes before bronze. You cannot oh. make bronze without copper. First you missed earlier when I said I was dyslexic, so that's the reason I got those two mixed up. Uh, he, did, he did say he was dyslexic. Yeah, he did. First you have the <laughs> copper age, the Chalcolithic age, the age of copper, and that's about 5,000 years ago. Then somebody found out that if you melt copper with zinc and tin... Uh, especially uh, high-grade copper and zinc and tin, you produce something much more uh, resilient, stronger, and holds a sharper blade, and that's called bronze. You make superior tools, and you make superior weapons. So that issued in the Bronze Age. And the Bronze Age was going great guns, no problem at all, until it stopped, just stopped, in 11, around 1200 B.C. Nobody knew why. Well, now they know why. In 1997, it was determined, especially by these uh, great astronomers, Klub and Napier, have tremendous reputation throughout the astronomical community, they determined that the Earth was visited by the close call of a killer comet in 1198 B.C., the same time frame established by the ancient Egyptians over 3,000 years ago. 
And when this comet made a close pass to the Earth around 1200 B.C., we even know the name of it. They know what this comet was and is. It's called Comet Enki, E-N-C-K-E. is named after a German astronomer who found it in the 18th century. There's not much left to this comet now because, as you know, as they go around the sun, comets lose their their essence. They lose, uh, they begin to disintegrate, to deteriorate the more they go around it. But dialing back in time to 1200 B.C., this was a monstrous apparition in the skies. Would have made Halley's Comet look like uh, hardly more than Venus by comparison. So how could how come this could have UFOs and aliens coming down instead of a comet? Uh, you know, it could be some kind of alien activity. Well, using that, uh, that as a basis, you know, the Wizard of Oz could have floated down and done the same thing. You know, uh, maybe he uh, could have come down on riding his horse of a different color. I mean, that's possible, too. I mean, can't lie, can't, anything is possible, you know. But so it seems you're, not, you're not a believer in aliens. You're not a, you're not a believer in, in the aliens, UFOs. <laughs> Well, I don't mix my apples and my oranges, you know. I mean, it's I, I don't uh, think it's impossible that, uh, you know, life exists elsewhere. But that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. There are no, there's no indications of spacemen or little green men or whatever. We don't need that to understand human history, you know. And if you can come up with a supposition on that, fine. But where, where's where's your facts, you know? Where's your... Where's your argument? You can say... Well, I'm talking about they're looking at something in the sky. They came down. I'm just saying. Something in the sky was coming down. Yeah. yeah. UFOs do that. Mm-hmm. Right, go ahead, continue. No, continue. I, I, I... You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I don't see there's any need to call in the spacemen, you know? And uh, if they if they were here, I mean, I'd like to know about it. It'd be really exciting, really cool, but I don't... I see zero evidence for any of that. Absolutely none. A lot of theory and so forth, but I, I'm not talking about sightings now. Maybe people are seeing things now. That's very possible. I give them the benefit of a doubt. But I don't need uh, an ET or a gray or whatever to explain Atlantis. It's just two totally different things. Oh, okay. I agree. I agree, what but there I- is... What do you there think is some of their trace tech- evidence of? Well, there is some trace evidence of uh, interaction in ancient uh, the ancient world with possible space brothers. I mean, even the Hopi Indians have written about it. Uh, we we know about the ancient astronaut theories of, that are out there. I mean, there is some stuff even in the Bible that deals with this stuff. So it's not that that foreign of a concept either. But uh, go ahead, uh, Alan. You were saying. I was going to say, well, what I- do you think of the? technological level that Atlantis was at compared to all the other civilizations and if they were that advanced what was it that triggered such a leap in technology compared to all the other civilizations that were on the around the world yeah that's that's a great question and that's wonderful it certainly is a valid one um, I would uh, Bigger to beg to differ that it wasn't a sudden leap in technology. Uh, all indications are that Atlantis was a very old civilization and that it had a lot of time uh, in relative isolation, relative cultural isolation in its beginning to develop uh, these high technologies so that when they uh, were finally be able to, apl- to apply them, they seemed rather godlike 
just as uh, to other peoples, just as we today, if you go to the Congo or you go to New Guinea or someplace, our technology is regarded as magic and godlike. And I think that that's basically the same thing that happened there. Um, Atlantis was a very old place, as I say, and they had the time and the leisure to build up a, a highly advanced society. And I think that they did have high technology. There's, that is uh, beyond dispute, that the ancient world was in possession of technologies we could really use today that are certainly ahead of us. And I can give you numerous examples of that. Uh, Please do. Uh, an example would be... Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, please do. Go ahead. Well, uh, I believe that the the Atlanteans and other peoples in the ancient world had technologies that were really far ahead of their time. And people wonder, well, what became of it? We have to understand that when the ancient world collapsed completely, the Greco-Roman world collapsed around 500 A.D., it was followed by a Dark Ages. And during that Dark Ages... Uh, human beings began to throw away en masse all of the great accomplishments of the past because they uh, were were regarded as demonic or they weren't in the Bible, and uh, th these things were were destroyed wholesale. And the Renaissance, hundreds of years later, was only made possible because human beings finally had uh, the the courage to look back into the past and find some of its greatness, and as a consequence, uh, the, the renaissance, the rebirth of Western civilization took place. And that's why a lot of these things have been lost for so long. We have only uh, shreds and, and indications of some of the wonderful things that they did. And uh, as an example of that, for example, is the pregnancy test. Um, the pregnancy test was reinvented or invented in the 1920s, the early 1920s. Before that, there were no pregnancy tests. And yet it was found uh, just about three decades later, after the pregnancy test had been understood and used, that the ancient Egyptians had a pregnancy test that was extremely accurate and actually even superior in some regards to our modern pregnancy test. That the ancient Egyptians had this pregnancy test going back to their earliest dynasties. We also know that the ancient uh, it, Trojans had an, an incredibly superior glue that we, it is superior to any glue we know today, that this glue has been found, examples of it, but have deteriorated so much, even though they still are bonding metal to metal effectively. Uh, we don't know how to duplicate this glue. What I'm referring to is uh, some armor that was found. Um, and the armor had pieces of it that were glued together. The armor was over 2,000 years old. Imagine that, glue still holding together two pieces of metal and armor. And when the, the glue was deconstructed, unfortunately it had lost so much over time that no one, could, no one today can uh, reconstruct this glue. Uh, even the, the best scientists at 3M uh, were unable to do it. So here, the ancients had definitely many levels of uh, technical superiority, uh, or at least equality to what we have, equivalence to what we have today. And I think some of this uh, came from the Atlanteans, no doubt about it. They were not the only ones who had this advanced technology. 
what I need to do, I think, here is to explain why is Atlantis important? Why is it different? <clears throat> Atlantis is important not just because it was a great civilization that was lost, that got destroyed. Atlantis is important for two fundamental reasons. Atlantis is important because it was the first modern civilization. I don't believe it was the first civilization. I think there were others even earlier. But it was the first civilization in which we can really see ourselves mirrored today. It was an American-type civilization or a British-type civilization. It was global. It had the same uh, desires and agendas that we have today. It had organized um, armies. It, ha it was, uh, had an organized religion. It had a highly developed uh, system of government. It had international trade. It had the concept of progress, uh, urban centers, all those things, culture, music, all these things that we associate with modern civilization. And that's important because no, Walmart how talk is about it that so, civilizations... I'm sorry, I, cu I couldn't hear you? No, go ahead. Never mind. Well, so, and the second question is, is how is it that this civilization that rose so high and achieved so much lost everything? That's an, an important question that we have to answer for ourselves. How is it that we've achieved so much? And now there are questions about the fragility of, of our time. I mean, it, the, the answer to the destruction of Atlantis is the, well, at the same time, the answer to our destruction or our salvation. If we can answer properly what happened to Atlantis, we can answer what's, what's going on with us. And I think that there are answers provided in this historical parallel. Well, interesting. Alan, anything? I am just listening in at this point and absorbing. I don't have a question right this second, but uh, I'm, I'm curious to think about what other civilizations you were talking about besides Atlantis that were around that time that we might have heard of? Well, there's a very famous example right now that was found in southern Turkey. It's called Gobeki Tepe. And that is a wonderful ceremonial center uh, that is made up of these uh, columns that are T-shaped, has beautiful bas-relief sculpture. And that's that uh, little... Uh, complex in southern Turkey goes back over 11,000 years ago. It's, it's unbelievable to think uh, that a highly sophisticated society was flourishing uh, at the time that the Ice Age had just stopped. And I think that uh, there are indications that this society and others predate the Atlantean society. Now, here's uh, a question. Could the, the Ice the modern... Age melting have caused the submergence of Atlantis? I think that there is no doubt that the end of the last ice age, ice age had a catastrophic impact on the entire civilized world. The reason why we know that for certain is because when the ice age was in existence, it locked up in its glaciers enormous quantities of water, unthinkable quantities of square hundreds or thousands of square miles of water. And when the Ice Age ended, and it didn't just end slowly, it ended in, in uh, spurts, we know that when the Ice Age was beginning to end, sea levels, as we now know them, were 
at least 300 feet lower than they are today. Now, if you were to lower the sea level by 300 feet today, you can imagine the immense tracts of land that would be exposed. When the Ice Age ended, these floods, which are beyond human conception today, rose the levels of the seas worldwide by over 300 feet. Now, it didn't happen all overnight. It did happen in spurts. We know, for example, that there was a great tract of land that connected Scotland to Denmark. It's called Dodgerland. And when the ice, and that was in existence, and human beings lived on Dodgerland uh, at the time of the Ice Age. And when the Ice Age ended, Dodgerland went under the sea. And that's Frank, why you is, find is shallow it, banks there to this day. Is it, possible, of- is it possible that uh, with Atlanta's uh, no Atlantis, but with, uh, for example, the stories of uh, the flood of Gilgamesh or even Noah's flood or anything like that, um, is it possible that the, the Ice Age was, the, was the, the catalyst to these flood stories? I think they're part of it. We have to understand that we live on a very dynamic planet, and there have been numerous upheavals of all kinds. They're still going on. The tsunamis that ravaged northern Japan and Indonesia, right, right. Uh, the, the uh, earthquake that has just killed 5,000 people in a matter of seconds uh, uh, in Nepal. We live on a very unstable uh, globe, and uh, I think that a number of these major catastrophes, yes, they do, in fact, they do go into the legends and myths of other peoples. We have to understand that uh, these people that we're talking about, for the most part, are pre-literate. And the only way that they had of preserving important knowledge to them were in story form. And that's why you had, for example, like the Hopi you mentioned, the Hopi have this marvelously rich uh, oral tradition because they were a pre-literate people. This doesn't mean that they were ignorant or stupid to write letters. No, the exact opposite. Uh, It means that they had phenomenal powers of, of memory, just like the ancient Druids in Western Europe. They wrote nothing down. They considered it uh, profane to write down sacred knowledge. And that's why everything had to be committed to memory. And uh, so some of these myths and stories, I think, are uh, mechanisms, ways in which these important events are preserved over time. I wonder how much of that preservation uh, had a, a lot of embellishing going on. Because, you know, when you tell the story to a friend, and that story goes to the next friend, the next friend, the next friend, if it, comes, if it ever comes back to you, it's like completely changed from the original story. So I wonder how much of it started off as something simple and then it turned into like something intergalactic. The Ant-Men were coming to Earth. Well, it turns <laughs> out that that is a completely false and erroneous supposition. Oh, Jesus. I'm it, uh, blowing it tonight. Folklorists, folklorists know that the important myths and traditions of a people, whether they are Native Americans or Druids or anybody, that those, not just hearsay stories, but those tales that are told uh, as part of a people's oral heritage are incredibly accurate. They survive intact over time with a minimum amount of embellishment. And the, the proof of that is in... Uh, the two great oral epics in our culture, and that is the Iliad and the Odyssey, which were only written down hundreds of years later after they were told by Homer. And the accuracy of the details in both the Iliad and the Odyssey have been astounding archaeologists for years. 
where the tiny details of the type of shields used by the Trojans and the Greeks have been verified in, en- in enormous detail by archaeological finds. Uh, they know, for example, that the uh, Indians of British Columbia have preserved intact fabulous detail of their earliest contact with Europeans. This was all without the benefit or the assistance or help of the written language. So these oral traditions, we have to make a distinction between fables, which do, of course, change over time. We're not talking about Aesop's fables. Fables are used to teach moral lessons. We're talking about here is myth. And a myth is not a lie. A myth is a people's way of remembering the past. And it is dramatized, for certain, just the same way that uh, some of our films are dramatized. But it is a way, a mechanism, as I say, of preserving enormous amounts of detail. It is amazing. I would suggest that you look into the works of uh, Joseph Campbell, for example, to show how totally uh, incorrect is the assumption that, oh, a myth is just something that's been embellished over time and it bears little or no resemblance to what it was originally. That does not happen. That does happen with fables, to be sure. But not to that have, No, no, no. Hold on, Frank. Hold on, Frank, 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 Frank. In human, Frank, human nature, in human nature, you tell a story to somebody, I guarantee you, if that person tells a story to somebody else, by the time it comes right back to you, it's going to be a different story. People embellish. That's what we do. We're human beings. And if these people were human beings thousands of years ago, I guarantee you their stories got embellished over time. Now, yeah, there's some instances that perhaps are very accurate when the, when talking about a certain event. Uh, but I, I am pretty sure that a lot of stuff like Jesus walking on water, he walked over a puddle. Come on, he didn't walk on water. No human being can do that. Let's be realistic. Fed two fish uh, to like 50,000 people? Come on, that's, come on, really? That's ridiculous. But people believe it because it's mythology, because people have said it over the years a billion times. And the story got embellished over the years. Well, I'm sorry that I was unable to make myself clear in this. Um, and and the, the, didn't, I didn't explain myself uh, properly. I don't know how else... No, no, you explain yourself properly. You explain yourself properly. I just I, I don't agree with that, that position. I just... I, I don't well, for example, take the example of Jesus walking on the water. Right. Like the example of Jesus walking on the water, and originally he just walked across a puddle or something. That completely, utterly misses the point. Yeah, but it's a great joke. The idea was not that he was really walking on the water. The idea was is that he was treading upon the subconscious mind, that water was used as an allegory. If you read the New Testament, especially in regards to the character of Jesus, he talks in parables all the time allegories, and that's what we're dealing with, especially with the New Testament. No one in his time or after believed he was actually walking on water. It's only people today that are taking or trying to take all this as literal truths. And if you take the Bible as a literal truth, it becomes laughably ridiculous. Instead, it is dealing with something greater than facts. It's dealing with eternal truths in the form of allegories. And that's what myth does. The New Testament, the Bible, is a book of myth. 
but it's not, I'm not saying this in a derogatory way. I'm saying it in a praiseworthy way. The Old Testament, especially the New Testament, are allegories for high truths. That's why they still exist. Not as a collection of facts. Facts are not important. Facts can change. You can make facts say anything you want. But if you're dealing with truth, then you're dealing with something eternal. And the way to, to get that truth across is through allegory. Agreed. Frank, we're almost out of time. Gotta let, we got to move on. Uh, it's been fun having you on the show, man. Please tell the audience uh, before you go the, the links to where they can get the books, your website, uh, if you have one uh, available that uh, you can give out. Uh, you know, Tell everybody how they can get to your, to your work, your extensive library. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I don't have a website of my own, and if anyone is interested in my books, they can go to Amazon.com. And the book that's out now is called Atlantis and the Coming Ice Age. And a number of the things that we've discussed tonight are in that book, and that's why I cite that one. It just came out last month, and it's it's dealing with some of the very questions that, that you raised. I'm very grateful for the, the question. There are interesting and controversial points that need to be discussed. Agreed. Frank, no, it really was fun having you on. I really would like to have you on in the future again for another hour. Once I get that book and I go through it, I uh, have not had the chance to read it, but uh, hopefully uh, I will get that chance and we'll have you back on the show here. And maybe we can figure out this delay thing. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> if we can figure out Atlantis, we can certainly figure out this delay thing. Exactly. Uh, Frank Joseph, thank you so much for being on Skywatchers Radio, my friend. Thank you, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks. I hope we can do it again sometime. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Frank Joseph. Okay. I was, I, I was impressed with what he had to say, although no UFO discussion, but uh, interesting about yeah, it. He really, he really shut down the, the whole UFO concept uh, dealing with Atlantis. Really shot that whole thing down pretty quickly. Well, it is what it is. What else can we kind say? Of, kind of surprised by that. Uh, no, but look, I think if we, if we didn't have the uh, delay, it might have been a little bit better of a conversation back and forth. Uh, but there's some things I really, uh, you know, I don't agree with, uh, and, that, and that's going to happen. Uh, you know, I do think that people embellish stories. I just That's just the way life is. I'm sorry. And uh, sometimes mythology is created as a story, as a fable, and it gets intertwined with other mythologies. And that's happened also in the past. I'm positive. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just a common sense that human beings have done that. Uh, I, look, I know what he's trying to get at with the allegory of Jesus walking on the water and this and that. But guess what? People do take that stuff as literal. A lot of people do. So a and lot it, of people don't don't read the Old Testament or the New Testament and think allegories. They think, oh, he really did feed 50,000 people with two fish. How did that happen? I have no idea. Very small people, really big fish. Um, maybe I guess so. Uh, actually, <laughs> funny as it is, I was watching something really funny on YouTube called Fists of Jesus. Um, if anybody wants to laugh their brains out and poke a little bit of fun at religion and watch Jesus fend off zombies, you need to watch Fists of Jesus. Fists of Jesus. Fists of Jesus, yes. Fist is what the S or fists? No, uh, fist? one fist. One fist, one fist, single fist, yeah. So is he punching with one fist? I cannot stop or? laughing. I could not stop laughing. It is a brilliant 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 um 
you just got to watch it. it, it By the way, it's very, very unexpectedly funny. We only have about two or three minutes before we got to go. Uh, I wanted to take a couple of minutes here to get your thoughts on the Force Awakens trailer because we have not talked about it yet. And the new trailer came out. Uh, it's incredible, from what, in my opinion, it's incredible. What, what were your thoughts? I think J.J. Abrams did a good job cutting that trailer together. That's for sure. It you know it opens up the uh, it opens up the door to show a couple of very interesting things during it. Um, you know I, I you know I don't know if you noticed, but you saw the guys from Spaceballs in the uh, you know combing the desert, uh, which was pretty funny. And um, we now you mean the stormtroopers? No, no, no. The guys from Spaceballs, the Spaceball Troopers. Um, there's a scene when the Millennium Falcon is about to go into the big engine hole. And if you look really, really close on the bottom, you actually see the guys from Spaceballs as a cute little no. in there. Yeah, it was I pretty see funny. Yeah. No, I gotta see. Now I gotta go rewind that trailer and watch it another 50,000 times. Yeah. Um, times. All I gotta say is, Chewie, we're home. Yeah, but the question is, is if you look at the background of the scene, it wasn't on the Millennium Falcon. I uh, beg to differ. Uh, I think that actually, was the yeah, no, Falcon. it wasn't. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's well, not the Millennium Falcon. Um, where else would they be at home in? Well, they started off on Tatooine, right? Uh, so, which, by the way, they... we know that the, we know the desert planet is not Tatooine. No, it's right? Ja- yeah, is Jakku. Right, that's that's one hundred percent true. But yep. I don't believe. Well, we'll find out. It it'll be interesting to see how things turn out. Um, I mean, Kylo. I, I have looks... I, I have a, a guess that that is the uh, Millennium Falcon. Remember, it's been thirty years upgrades. Uh, and my my guess is that they have are taking over the Millennium Falcon, and that's why they have the guns you know raised up because they're taking it back from the people who took it from them. Hmm. Well, that's my theory. It it it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing um, the movie. I am not going to go for any bloopers. I know I will be making sure to see Avengers this weekend. Yes. I am. I, I am not going to. I've been trying to avoid internet spoilers. So don't tell me anything you know. I don't know anything. I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just waiting for it to come out, and I'm going to go see it. And uh, that's it. I don't want to know any spoilers. Somebody ruined the after post uh, the, the after credit scene for me, and I'm. I was kind of upset by that, but don't tell me, don't tell me. I don't want to know. No, I'm not. I don't want to ruin it for anybody else. So it was it was ruined for me, believe me, and I, I would not do that to anybody else. As long uh, as it wasn't but, another Howard the Duck, I'm okay. No, it wasn't Howard the Duck, and it did not involve Spider Man. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, fine, fine. Just you know, for everybody out there who's like, oh, is it Spider Man? No, no Spider Man at all. Anyway, guys, we got to go. Time's up. Show is over, and in a couple of months. We'll be able to we'll say, be saying stick around. those wonderful magic words. Stick around because Art Bell is coming up next, but not not yet. A couple more months, we'll be able to say that soon. Soon, yeah, we're looking forward to it. But for now, we're just going to sign off for the evening and and bid everybody farewell here from Skywatchers Radio. We want to thank our guest Frank Joseph for uh, joining us for the uh, forty-five minutes he was on. Uh, even though there was a time delay, he was a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, thank uh, Nancy Burns for her segment with us. It's always a lot of fun to have Nancy on. also want to thank our caller, Septimus Prime, for calling into the show and giving us his two cents on what's going on in Baltimore. And for all our friends out in Baltimore and out all over the U.S., if you're listening, be safe. In, be safe. If there's rioting going on, stay indoors. 
Don't join the nonsense. Don't be. And if you need to stupidity. defend yourself, guess what? Do it. Exactly. Next week we will be right back here live, folks. That's right. We're going to do another live show next week, and it's going to be with the one, the only. I'm not saying the name. Surprise! So Oops. now you have to tune in. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, man, that's not fair. That is fair. I'm going to make you tune in. Okay. All right. Good night, all. Our favorite, Robert Morningstar. Ooh. Yeah, baby. We'll be back next week.